Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You know, I have to say this. The vast majority of people do not resort to um, deplorable content on emails. I see a couple you just realize that there's not much going on upstairs when you read these things but they're there and they're you know you can you can do this kind of thing as you know you, you some people send emails or social media posts and it includes content that they wouldn't have the uh, testicular courage to say to your face but because there's safety and anonymity on social media and the internet they feel brave so, you know, I didn't find a whole lot uh, on, I checked my various platforms today, there's not much there. A few things that are a little dicey, but for the most part, I think people are sensible, but not always. And there's a lot of talk, uh, certainly from this federal government, about changing the way business is done, the business of free speech, or freedom of expression, as we say in this country. Freedom of expression is done online. And uh, the government is pursuing um, Internet regulations. You know, there was legislation proposed, almost passed before the last federal election. That got a lot of pushback. And they're at it again. Uh, it's C-10 or C-11. I think it's C-10. There's also C-18 that's getting a lot of attention. Peter Menzies is a National Newspaper Award-winning journalist, senior fellow at the McDonald laurier Institute. There was quite an interesting webinar on this whole issue at uh, MLI.com. He's the past editor-in-chief of the Calgary Herald and a former vice chair of the CRTC. So whenever I see CRTC, those, Peter, are letters that scare me. They should. <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> That's what we like. Government oversight. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? I'm well. Thanks for coming on. This is a very important issue. And, and you know, it reminds me, a few years ago, there was a story about a uh, human rights tribunal hearing, and the investigator for the human rights tribunal had been uh, researching freedom of speech, and the uh, because it was a freedom of expression issue, but he got up on the stand, or he said to the commission, to the tribunal, that there is no such thing as enshrined freedom of speech in Canada, that that's an American concept. I've never forgotten that. And it speaks to me of uh, the real need to protect freedom of expression in Canada. It's constitutionally enshrined. Is it under assault, under threat? We know it's under review. What's your sense of what's going on? Oh, I think for sure it is. The, uh, the current government seems really not to like the Internet very much, and it doesn't like the conversations that take place on it. Um, it seems afraid of it. It seems to think that these people speaking freely in their own terms, a kind of Orwellian twist in my view, um, that they think that's a threat to democracy. 
they do speak in favor, you know, uh, uh, Pablo Rodriguez, the current heritage minister, will say, no, 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 we believe in freedom of speech, but there, there, there's every, what makes me, what unsettles me is when they speak of freedom of speech, it always ends with a but. Whereas, I mean, in Britain, where they're doing some online uh, regulation too, the, the, the British regulator Ofcom is like very, very vocal about its defense of free speech in terms of that. And uh, there's, there seems to be a lot in Canada right now of sort of saying, yes, Section 2 of the Charter guarantees freedom of speech, freedom of speech but... You know, Section 1, there's the reasonableness clause and that sort of stuff. And let's just talk about that free speech isn't absolute. And let's be clear that the burden of proof on on the speech issue does not belong to the speakers. It belongs to those who seek to suppress the speech. And I'm not seeing that. And it's I find that uh, creepy. What is your sense about why... This is such a focus for this particular federal government, for the heritage minister, the foreign affairs minister has talked about it as well, which I find particularly unusual. But it's such a focus and such a feature of this government, freedom of expression, and then transfer that to social media and the Internet. And I don't think, Peter, and this is just my uh, supposition, I don't think they're just intending just uh, the Internet and, uh, and social media, but that's where the legislation's pointed. Yeah, I mean, if you take a look at uh, C-18, I mean, one of the things that stood out for me, I mean, C-18 is about making big online companies like Facebook and LinkedIn and Google to uh, compensate, they call it. Um, It started with newspapers, and now it seems to have spread to broadcasters as well, even though they never made the argument. They were complaining that the advertising has shifted to these online companies, and it's not fair, and they should get compensated for the value they provide to the online companies. Now, I mean, we can have a long debate about that because I I personally haven't seen the data that proves that. And there's no doubt that the online companies provide a great value at no cost to these companies by giving them this platform and access to billions of eyeballs for free. But what this does in this is, is, is C-18 insists that when these, first of all, that there be an agreement and that money be paid, right? So if this is a commercial transaction, it then insists that the money that's paid to the media, let's say pick a newspaper, the Ottawa Citizen, um, has to be spent on domestic news coverage. Not international news, not anything else. This is domestic, national news. And then that agreement, for some reason, has to be approved by the CRTC. And I don't get that at all. I mean, if this is a valuable a uh, commercial agreement between two engaged parties, and they're both satisfied with the agreement. Why? What's going on here? Why does the CRTC have to approve that? Because if it can approve how the money is spent, surely it can disapprove and suggest different things. I think there's, you know, it, it, it sounds it's easy to argue that oh well, it's just a a matter of routine, but it, it opens a door that definitely should not be open sympathize with a lot of the media uh, suffering through their woes and that sort of stuff but surely this isn't the solution because it it puts puts the state in the newsrooms of the nation yeah and it's it's third party government's supervision of a private agreement you see with it with this government is that it, it doesn't seem to think that there's a problem 
that can't be solved with more with either more spending or more regulation. It it really and I think that's you know probably <laughs> where a lot of your audience might disagree with them and that there are problems that can be fixed. When I was at the CRTC, the general view towards the internet was, I mean, not that there aren't concerns. There are legitimate concerns about, you know, criminal activity taking place, uh, you know, in terms of uh, child pornography and that sort of stuff. There are, And there's other concerns about privacy and data collection and all that sort of stuff. But our general view was that this technology, this entity, the Internet, had evolved quite nicely without our uh, interference um, and that, you know, away it goes. I mean, there comes a point with everything where you want to take a look at things, which is what our webinar that we did with uh, talking about the shared paper I did with uh, former CRTC chair, Conrad von Finkenstein, tries to address. If you're going to do it, what we're trying to say is here's how you do it. Well, and I think once you start telling people that you're going to uh, manage their content, their freedom of expression, which is, again, constitutionally enshrined, it's in the Charter. Once you start to tell people that you're going to manage their content or imply that you may or you, you know, give yourself the option to do so, that really is going to throw a chill on people using their f- speech freely as they're entitled to do, as they have the right to do. Um, so you had a, you and uh, um, Conrad von Finkenstein had a, a proposal named Social Media Responsibility and Free Speech, a new approach for dealing with Internet harms. Tell us about that, please. Well, the approach that we've taken is that rather than what was recommended to the government, that they create a regulator that's just going to police the Internet for people saying bad things, um, we thought that uh, we used a, the analogy Conrad actually came up with was we, we would try to use think of social media companies and your speech the way you might think of a bank and your money. And, you know, you create a structure that imposes upon them a duty of care over your speech. In other words, uh, make sure that social media companies, if they are as they are controlling speech, and they do, right, can people from harassing each other and threatening each other and and saying nasty things about each other, make sure that they do that fairly and provide a, a regulator that is an avenue appeal for that. Make sure that they have codes of conduct that people, you know, sign on to when they when they when they join in those engage with those with those platforms and understand the rules you know if you're going to come into my house this is how we want we want you to behave and that's fair that 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 doesn't restrict uh, other platforms on the internet so what we're saying is like let's just focus on being responsible let's not focus on controlling everything everybody says at, at any moment let's focus on being responsible making sure the companies behave responsible make sure they don't use their these huge power positions that they've created as some sort of bully pulpit in which they can manipulate things to the right, things to the left, or however they want to do it. Make sure that they are conducting themselves in an ideologically and politically neutral fashion, and that they are protecting your speech. Yeah, And, and this is a huge difference, right? They should be protecting your speech, right? They should not be um, I mean, they should be protecting you from abuse, too, and they should be protecting you from exposure, you know, from being a victim of, uh, you know, uh, 
revenge porn and things like that, those are all criminal activities. Let's get this straight. There's a big difference between criminal activities and going where the government seems to want to go with its online harms bill and saying you can't hurt anybody's feelings. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.